How do you take a family story that starts in hardship, saddled with oppression, and reclaim it financially and spiritually while reverently honoring your past? Well, today's conversation is a window into just that. Hey, it's Paul Wolf with a front row seat to conversations on culture from Jackson, Mississippi. We call our podcast Soul Sessions. It's the people, places, and events that make the city with soul shine. Today, on this Native American Heritage Day, my colleague Yolanda Claymore talks with Chief Anu Seti Amin-Ra, the sartorial tobacconist and season four host of Dirty Napkins, to learn how one man shares his family legacy while finding a career in doing something he truly loves. I'm so happy that I um, have the opportunity to talk to new today. And T has a career that you don't find in your typical bring your dad to school day. You're a tobacconist. Tell me how you came about that. Interesting story. My family, when we talk about Mississippi a lot, we always kind of talk about traditional things. Our family has been sharecropping tobacco between here and like the Carolinas mm-hmm. for over 100 years. It's my family uh, on my mother's side, our Choctaw. My family on my uh, father's side, our Creek. Tobacco has been used for medicine and spiritual practices for us for a very long time. Uh, right around the 50s, late 60s, uh, some of our family had enough of that where they wanted to start distributing to some of the big tobacco companies in, you know, small amounts. It's just as common in my family as having salt and pepper around the house. I didn't find a connection to it smoking, of course, until I went off into the military. I got introduced to the cigar where I could smoke it on my own and I had to watch my grandpa, my mom or uncles or something participate. And I fell in love with the social element of it. So why not take it on as a profession? So once I came off of active duty in the service, Mm -hmm. the next thing for me was like, hey, well, what will I attempt to do? And I'm master's level educated and I got a chance to work in corporate America and finance and um, and I did law enforcement, those things, trying to kind of find my way. And nothing really spoke to me other than tobacco. Uh, It's just a thing for me. uh, It's a good story. Uh, in a state like Mississippi, where agriculture is a huge thing. So I went to try to find out who works in these things in a professional setting. And that's where I found, you know, that there are positions for people who do this for a living. Think about being a tobacconist. I want people to kind of think about it as a hospitality position. Uh, You know, so of course it's service oriented. You're pairing it with, you know, food, beverages over special occasions, which is very much hospitality. Your Facebook profile has Chief Anu Seti Amin Ra. Uh-huh. Did I did I did I badger that? No, you said it perfect. <laughs> okay, is that because of your Indian descent? Yes, ma'am. And we still hold titles in our family's you know, hierarchy. It's like okay, everybody has like a big mommy and they ha- and a family who's the, the matriarch of the family or grandpa mm-hmm. who's the matriarch of the family. Right. In our family, uh, it still works that way. But what ends up happening is at some age, people will consider it's like power of attorney over a conservatorship over some elders and things mm-hmm. where our elders appoint someone to essentially speak on their behalf, almost like a living will okay. or a representative of the will. The chief and seat position is given to represent the elders in this case of our families. And the reason why I wear it in my name publicly is, you know, trying to preserve some of you know our stories that sometimes we don't hear about too often in school. So my grandmother was really uh, particular about me 
adorning the title in public settings that it is showcased uh, that we have preserved some of our you know core tenants uh, but it it has been a, a daunting uh, thing. I know that you recently took on the role of host yes. for Dirty Napkins so tell yes. us about that oh, journey. I love hospitality. You know, Mississippi is the hospitality state. You know, uh, I think we get praised very often for our overt kindness to, to others to the point where people are shocked that we are as kind as we are. But how that has manifested, particularly coming out of our communities, is the jobs that we facilitate. So for me, I was on Dirty Napkins in season three as a guest. And I had a great experience. The team at Dirty Napkins are my childhood friends. Mm -hmm. And it was a turning point in my business um, as I was beginning to expand and trying to kind of walk uh, in my uh, purpose or my design for my business. And um, after the season, I was approached. I was like, hey, man, um, how would you feel about um, becoming the host of Dirty Napkins and they asked me to do it. I thought about it, prayed about it, got a chance to talk with some of my mentors about the situation and they thought it was a good mm -hmm. move to kind of highlight what I was trying to highlight and particularly cover Jackson Mahone in a way that I felt would be unique. I didn't understand it at the time, but then after I kind of looked at the opportunity, we started hearing things, of course, you know, with the media and, you know, Prime and it uh, came and left and then we began to see the coverage of Mississippi in a way that I thought didn't do such a historic place justice. So I was like, okay, now I got a chip on my shoulder and it's like, now I, I'll be determined to show people, you know, the talent, the community um, that Jackson has developed uh, how we have overcome so much adversity, you know, uh, as a state. So Dirty Napkins gave me an opportunity to highlight the fact that, hey, you can be from Mississippi, the South. We do have paved roads. Uh, we do enjoy things. Uh, we do have uh, great experiences and be able to showcase that regardless of race, color, creed, that type of thing. Um, and that's what Dirty Napkins has allowed me to do. The previous seasons have been primarily about, you know, interviewing your favorite people at your favorite restaurants. But I think that food is influenced by places, mm -hmm. you know, experiences outside of the restaurant. So this season, we are not only, you know, including favorite restaurants, but places as well. I know that you mentioned that you're from Jackson. And I know this this position as a tobacconist has carried you all over the country, maybe even across the seas. I don't, I don't know. But you still kept your roots here in Jackson. So, so talk about that just a little bit. My grandmother, she's always kind of breathed that thing to me. Wherever there's a community, there's an economy. And my grandmother, you know, told me to give her my word <laughs> um, that when I did travel, you know, the world uh, that I came back and planted seeds at home uh, to kind of ensure that someone else would have the same magical, you know, moments I've had here, you know, 50 years from now. So uh, when I started my business, I was very determined to build the first five years of my business at home. I wanted to make it a case study that I could build an international brand out of Mississippi. And I started off, you know, with nothing. I spent every dime I had and I actually went like bankrupt in like 2018. I'm just trying to travel. I traveled to Cuba to learn how to make cigars. I went, you know, 27 times. I spent time in the Dominican Republic. I spent everything I could to try to make sure that I could learn uh, and, you know, and have that um, pedigree. But also, how was I going to get the money back in Mississippi? Mississippi is so rich in history. It's really nothing. You don't have to juice it up. Kind of one of those things. If you just get educated on it, 
it's so much of it around that you can just, you know, put it back out there to the world just in a modern fashion. So right. even when I introduce myself on public platforms, you know, I tell everybody I'm chief of New City. I'm in Raw Hill and from the north side of Jackson, you know, presidential hills to be exact, to let people know exactly where I came from. And that's the only reason I've been able to thrive. Community First, you know, has provided me the ability to, to take care of my family, doing what I love, but to also preserve you know, my family's history and what we've done um, and also introduce new people to this as a profession, but also to make them think about, hey, what is it that their family did and how can they return that up and uh, and grab that for themselves? And that's the thing that um, that's probably been the biggest thing for me and how I looked at starting my business It's just, hey, if I can build a community around this, then I can make I can make a living. And that's what I did. I started off with one shop having my cigars in, and that was at the Country Square where I, I am a tobacconist at. Turned it into 32 countries, you know, 15 states. I've rolled cigars for two presidents. Uh, I've traveled all around the world doing this, so I'm super excited. Absolutely fascinating. My thanks to Yolanda and our guest, Chief Anu Seti Amin-Ra. We'll put links to his socials in our show notes so that you can keep up with his latest adventures. Soul Sessions is produced by Visit Jackson, the destination organization for Mississippi's capital city. Our executive producers are Jonathan Pettis and Dr. Ricky Figpen, and I'm our managing editor. You can learn more about our mission and everything that we do at visitjackson.com. I'm Paul Wolf, and you've been listening to Soul Sessions. Well, you said it was time.